0: how's it going? Welcome to the Taproom Table podcast here on the Brewlog. Uh, tonight with me, I have Brandon, as always. Hey, everybody. And a special guest, Daniel. Hi. <laughs> uh, Daniel is new to the craft beer world. Um, you're new to the beer world yes. in general, right? You just turned 21 a couple days ago? Uh,
1: no, a couple months ago.
0: Oh, okay. okay. So a couple months ago. So, um, you know, fresh face. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. So Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. You know, I figured uh, I wanted you on here because you, what better place to explore beer than on a channel that explores beer? Yeah, no, it does. Play. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, the audience that's watching, uh, bear with us as we bumble through our first ever live stream. Um, I did a test video yesterday, or test stream yesterday. hmm it went good. <laughs> uh, I had like I didn't prepare anything to talk about, and so it was like, oh, okay. I just was like, well. If anybody's on, could you comment? Because uh, I don't know if I sound good, you know. And I didn't want to like talk and then bring up my phone and like try and listen to it on YouTube and then talk some more and then listen some more.
2: It's <laughs> so back like,
3: and hey, forth. Yeah, Can whatever. you hear me? Yes. Uh-huh. And everybody
2: out there.
0: So uh, yeah, um, Marco. Marco. I guess the, the best way to start this would be: uh, can you present the beers uh, to everyone? Of course, that, uh, is going to be uh, showcased to our our young yes. Padawan. We here. actually yeah, we got
3: it. We actually got a pretty wide variety here of different types of beer. We're starting light and going dark as you always do when you're tasting beers. So the first one we got is actually from Southern Gris Brewing Company, and this is a Pilsner style lager. Holding it on out there. Yeah. So hopefully everyone can see that. So it's a Pilsner style lager. So that's that's going to be our lightest one that we're going to be going with. So then we're actually switching it up when we're going to a farmhouse ale. This one uh, in particular is a Cerevasa sour. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. So that's going to be the next one that we're going to try. It's going to be a little bit more tart. So, and then we're Ooh. going. Way out there I'm for this <laughs> with one. a nice milkshake IPA. This is from a brewery down in California, uh, Full Circle Brewing Company. So, gotta love that can art. Look at that. Oh, I know, Look it's at that beautiful. I love, yeah. it. So, I love that.
0: I love how big they have the independent craft uh, brewer oh, yeah. symbol,
3: too. Yeah, it, on the back. You yeah. gotta love that. that little symbol right there. Independent so, craft yeah, some of them, years.
0: I mean, some of them have it, and it's, like, just this little tiny one like or it blends tiny... in with the can art. Yeah.
3: proud of it. Yeah. yeah. So, and then this one we got, uh, it's, was it's, it, True Respite? Uh, it's a nut brown ale. Ooh. So, nutty brown ale. Nutty brown ale. <laughs> I love me some brown ales. I mean, yeah. So and yeah. it, it's nice to actually get a nut brown ale that's not Newcastle. Well, I'm
0: a, <laughs> right. you know, and so, when we were getting this thing started, I even told then, you, like, I pulled out that nut brown ale for you. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm exactly. always Thinking
3: of you. And then this one is uh, from Listerman Brewing Company. This is actually peanut butter stout, and I'm loving the can art because it's got USMC, and I believe that is a tank right on the yeah. front. and uh, I think is that it? I think that might be an Abrams. I'm not sure.
0: I think so.
3: I think that's an M1 Abrams. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. So, oh yeah. So that's what we're going to finish off with is that nice sweet, sweet, chocolatey peanut butter stout. Yeah. So
0: surprisingly, we were talking about it before we started the live stream and
3: everything. It's not that high in ABV. No, it's only 6%. Yeah. Just 6% for (laughs) a stout, which is, which is actually, you know, on the lower end. Yeah. Yeah. um,
0: Um, so before we start cracking into this, um, Go ahead and tell us a little bit about mm. what you've already experienced because you've had a couple of beers. Yeah. So uh, kind of like what kind of beers have you tried? And then what were the beers that you kind of leaned towards you really liked? And mm. then wh- which ones you like didn't dislike or if there was some that you really just didn't dislike. Just wasn't you know, for Let you us know. know. Yeah. You know, but kind of give us the scale of like what where you were at or where you are at, you mm. know, before we we dive into all of these
1: okay well um <clears throat> first off like i gotta say is like i've only tried like a handful of beers like i said i've only had like ipas you know different types of those you know hazy. uh was it old like was it the um was it very hoppy those ones yeah yeah like those and i've also you know experienced a little bit of lagers too i'm a, you've um Showed me was a dark was a dark lager.
0: Yeah, so and that was pretty good. Yeah, we had that. the we had the Swartz beer mm. um a couple of nights ago, and uh, yeah, that was a very dark <coughs> yeast um you know roasty but more of a like a chocolatey yeah roasty uh, midnight wheat. We had talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: I was really enjoying that. And like I said, I've also um, have tried uh, was it the Scotch ale or yeah. yeah Scotch ale yeah and those like I said. I do not like it just because the one I had was just really too strong for me. It tastes like dark, yeah, coffee. And it was just so strong.
3: <laughs> and and Scotch Ales in general tend to be pretty they, they they tend to be really, really strong. And you know, that's that, that when you whenever you start looking at darker beers like that, you're mm-hmm. gonna be talking much more maltiness as far as like IPAs, you're talking more bitterness. That one it's more on the 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 malt side. Yeah. So yeah. So and, and you're talking your darker malt, So, coffee flavors, yeah. chocolatey flavors, very roasty mm. sort of flavors, um, even sometimes as roasty as like campfire sort of sort of feeling on it as well. So, yeah. But yeah. So that I mean, that makes sense. You know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. And that's the great thing about beers. There's so many different types out there. Yeah. And everyone's mm. got a type. <laughs> and there's some types you like, sometimes you don't. There's certain types of beers. I don't like there's certain types of beers that Andrew doesn't like. Yeah. And it's nothing against the beer or the brewery in general. It's just, yeah. that's just not your style and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So um, also uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what we tried yeah. the other night. So we tried the uh, Sparks beer and mm-hmm. that was from, I believe that was Fort George. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called black dresses. Yes.
1: Yeah, that was really
0: good. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed that too. It, completely threw me for a loop the first time I ever had it because it says um it says sparks beer and I was think I don't know why I was just thinking like a lighter like lager almost Pilsner or something like that yeah, yeah. you know and then like I I didn't even pour it into a glass the first time. Like, I completely went off tangent <laughs> from what I normally do, you know. Like, <laughs> right, right. I was like, I did not do monkey see, monkey do. Was, you know, I was like, ah, screw it. And I was doing homework. I cracked it open. I was like, hey, I'll try this. And, like, I drank it. And I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and, yeah, it just completely threw me for a loop because it was just so dark and there was roasty flavors and but like it, it was like the dark green flavors yeah. Yeah. and i was just like "Whoa!" and i was like
3: but it's still I had, like it but, but
0: wow that was not what i was expecting but i think it, it
3: probably still had that crispness to it on the mouthfeel yes, yes, so yeah yeah so it was, to very, it was very it
0: was very lager-esque in yeah. the fact that it was like thin and it was, very, it was i mean it was sessionable even.
3: yeah
0: um it was just crazy because my brain was like yeah you weren't expecting that yeah uh, like that no. came out of left field um also we tried oh did we try solitary confinement yes we did okay so we tried sol- solitary confinement from skook and brewery which was really good too i like that which that was, was imperial,
1: a good brewery. Yeah, imperial, very, very good
0: brewery i think solitary confinement the one that we had was an imperial stout barrel aged yes mm-hmm. can't i can't so. remember i'm if guessing it was high High, high, well, higher than that.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> higher than the 6%. I but...
0: don't remember because I actually wasn't even looking at the labels. Uh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and presume it was because usually when you're talking barrel-age, you're talking higher ABVs. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, but we tried that. Um, what else did we try? Oh, we tried the uh, Festivus.
3: Yeah, the Festivus. Uh, wow. From Black Raven Brewing. Festivus for the rest of us. Festivus oh. for the rest of us. So
0: that Festivus, <laughs> like, um, what did you think of that?
1: I thought it was actually really good. I yeah. was surprised, too, because like I was like, look at the color of it. I was like, oh, at the light. Yeah, was so, I don't think I'm going to like it. It's strange looking. Mm-hmm.
0: Festivus has a gorgeous, almost like cranberry yeah. kind of color to it. Yeah, that's what threw it's me very, off. It's very – it's it comes out right around the time where, like, pumpkin ales come out.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, and, I, I've had the Festivus before, and you're right. It, it does have – you're not used to seeing, at least – I mean, there are reds, obviously, in the beer industry – not that red no <laughs> it was almost kind of like uh, i don't want to say pinkish but you know kind of yeah, uh, yeah. it was just very more, vivid red just yeah. a very vivid red sort of color to it and it throws you off but then you drink it and it's so it's good. so flavorful i mean the, the, so flavorful. yeah,
0: it, it reminds me more of like a christmas style beer yeah um oh, and i think that's why the
3: they spices that, i think that. that's why they usually release <laughs> right. it around this time is because So the fall time, especially around October, maybe even September, that's when a lot of breweries will start releasing their spiced beers. So a lot of different spices, pumpkin beers, uh, Festivus is, you know, uh, uh, not a pumpkin beer, but Festivus is kind of like that. So then that's when all the breweries will start really kind of playing with the spices and stuff and going into the fall and into the winter. And and you can definitely
0: tell in that Festivus that there's like, Nutmeg hey, and yeah. clove and cinnamon. And you can taste like, it. You, Yeah, That's you can cool. tell that there's different stuff in there, but you there there's so much complexity to it. There's so much going on that you're like, I don't fully know what is in this. Yeah, yeah. I just know that I really like it. <laughs> yes, it's a solid, and it's another one that where as an individual, you either like it yeah. or it's just not
3: for you. It's a solid, in my opinion, it's a solid holiday beer, though. Yeah, I know. mean, it really. Is that like you, you you take a couple couple sips of it, and you really do kind of. Mariah Carey starts singing <laughs> in the background, you know, and you're just yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you start you start really kind of getting into that holiday spirit. But it's it's a it's the perfect time of year for that beer, and yeah, it does totally great bad. things and. Um, it's it. none of it's overpowering. It's just a very well done spice beer. Yeah. So. And so, like, and you liked the ones that we tried.
0: Yeah. I don't think there was one that you really disliked. No, I really. Yeah. And like <laughs> the one that I was leery about was the, the black dresses. Yeah. Because I, mean... I was like, because I already <clears throat> tried it mm-hmm. and I already knew that it was that, like,
2: that
0: it was just kind of that, like, mind F mm-hmm. of like, well, it's kind of supposed to taste like a lager, but it's so dark and so roasty and so just over here Yeah. that I wasn't sure because you had said that you didn't really care for the Scotch ales and like that black dresses doesn't mirror a Scotch ale, but it has some qualities Lovely. of Scotch ales. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it was kind of weird, but well, I mean, should we break into these? Let's go and break into these. All right. So... You go ahead and break into that. I'm going to start reading the overviews. Sounds um, good. Luckily, I, I browsed through these real quick. None of them are really long. Awesome. Yeah, so we're not going to have another one like, you know, <laughs> our apocalypse there oh, that man. took the entire episode to read.
3: <laughs> oh, but it was so well written, though. Oh, man. <laughs> it was That was the one that was like, I want to know what creative writing class they yeah. took because it was so... I've never seen a beer described in such a way. Yeah. It was just like, you're, you're like reading this. You're like, they should make a movie about this beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: If I don't know if you saw that episode, but if any of you haven't seen that episode, I a hundred percent suggest and going and looking and, and watching it because it was an awesome episode. It was an amazing beer. And yeah, like just the overview For the Lost Abbey, the the brewery that did it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So first one uh, is Southern Crisp is the beer. And it is from Southern Grist Brewing Company. So yeah, I did that right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So our story, Kevin Antune, Jamie Lee, and Jared Welch met in the corporate world. Their weekend spent homebrewing quickly evolved when they shed their business attire and decided to go all in, opening a 430 square foot brewery in East Nashville with a modest seating area. The doors opened in February of 2016, staffed by the three founders and their wives. So that's all I really have. Um, for these, uh, for these live podcasts, I have yet to figure out how to get the sc-
2: screen. Oh, my, how to, how how to do this. Yeah, the share
0: screen. I'm not that technically smart yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I apologize for that. But I will, um, after the stream is done and everything, I'll post all of the links to everything. Um, the breweries, the, the yeah. beers themselves. Um, I got a couple from Untapped, So, don't worry. If you want to look more into them, you'll be able to find them.
3: I love Untapped. It's yeah. such a great website. Beer Google. Beer Google. That's exactly I, what it is. I need
0: to. I need to like.
3: Actually, I don't even think it's Beer Google. I, I would say. It. I would Beer actually Google. say it is. It is Beer Wikipedia. Oh wow! Uh-huh. Because unlike Beer-ipedia. unlike Google, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> because unlike Google, it's like you know you can have people go in and add to it. Right. As well. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, kind of like on Wikipedia, anyone yeah. can go in and write you know, something about whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Untapped is the same way. You oh, know, yeah. and leave reviews and add your own little... little I'm so happy
0: and I, I I so love Untapped just because there's so much information out there. And honestly, I probably wouldn't have been able to do, like, half of the presentations on this show if it wasn't for Untapped.
2: <laughs> Thanks, so Untapped.
0: If anyone from Untapped... <laughs> Ever watches any of these, especially this episode? Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> so, uh, moving moving on to a little bit about uh, Southern Crisp, it is uh, 4.4% ABV, unfiltered pilsner, mm. uh, delicately hot with Nelson Salvin, S A U V I N. Sauvin. S-A-U-V-I-N.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Seven. So, yeah, that, that's all they have on there. Um, so, short, there you go. sweet, and to the point. Yeah, we like short, sweet, and to the point.
3: So this, yeah, so this is going to be obviously a little bit crisper. So 4.4%, oh, yeah. this is definitely on the low end, okay. um, but solid. Ooh. I'm almost getting like a champagne-y sort of. Yeah. From. I, I,
1: I going to say, say uh, I don't want to say that because I don't want to you know, sound stupid. Oh, no. Stupid.
3: Say what you no, want, no, no, man. No. We I mean,
0: sound stupid all the time, so feel free. <laughs> it'd be nice to have somebody else sound stupid. We're working on making
3: careers out <laughs> of <is> sounding stupid.
0: <laughs> I I don't know about you guys. I almost pick up a slight, almost like apple
3: juice. Yeah, that's what I was that's just a, thinking. It's like a fruity. I was getting like yeah, the champagne-y fruity. sort of side of it. Yeah. yeah, you're getting a real fruitiness from it. So uh, like the
0: like the uh, sparkling apple cider that you have at uh, I don't know if I can say their name, but uh, you know starts with an M. Yeah, you have a Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. If any of
3: you are American <laughs> and you
0: have Thanksgiving. You'll probably know exactly what I'm talking
3: about. <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually uh, got some of those at my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so.
0: We're going to Costco tomorrow. So yeah.
3: Definitely. All right. Yeah. Let's go give it All a right. try.
0: First drink. Cheers.
3: To the brew venture. To the brew venture. Mm.
1: Nice. Ooh, I like
3: that. Not as crisp of a mouthfeel as I was actually expecting. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I was expecting something a little bit sharper, just based on what I was kind of smelling. It definitely the, has more. And how more... the pour was, but it's a lot smoother than I was getting right. or originally expecting. It's still that crispness. Yeah, I
0: feel more lager. Yeah, yeah. On this, I mean, it says, you know, Pilsner style lager.
3: Mm-hmm. So duh. yeah, it is a Pilsner style <laughs> lager. So,
0: but yeah, very
1: very, very light. smooth. Yeah, very light. Let's say that. Um,
0: has a nice amount of bubbles. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, you can see, well, I don't know if you guys can see that from all the way over there. But, yeah, like it's got a fair amount of bubbles that come comes off the head and comes off the beer.
1: But not too much where it's like overpowering.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm. Right. Exactly. That's pretty good. It's nice. I like it. No, that's actually, that's, that's really good. Um, you know, you, you, do, you do get the fruity aroma. Mm-hmm. But as far as the flavor, uh, I'm, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily getting like fruity. Um, no, no. Maybe, no, maybe a little bit like lemony. Maybe I can see that just maybe just like a, subtle I lemoniness, but I guess, like, yeah, but not not like an overt, like citrusy. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: almost like a lemon high note. Yeah. 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 I and that. and that I can see where you're talking about where it comes in on that like crispness, mm. you know, so that would be where that like lemon high note. Yeah. But it doesn't taste anything like lemon.
3: Yeah. No, I, I I like it. It's uh, it's really good, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. To me, that's like um, this isn't what I would consider like a, a fall or winter beer. No, but, um, <laughs> I would certainly consider this more of like a summer, nice kind of outdoorsy, yeah. you know, outdoorsy, yeah, you know, <laughs> nice relaxation beer outside in the heat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you and know. that
0: one, so that one I got from Tabor. Mm. Uh the true respite I got from Tabor and the Listerman's I got from Tabor. You brought the I brought
3: the milkshake, the milkshake IPA. Yeah, you brought the
0: milkshake IPA.
3: Ooh, I'm excited. And for that one. <laughs> this
0: one is actually from our good friend James. Oh. So thanks, James. Thanks, James. I'm thanks, spreading James. The, the knowledge <laughs> and right. uh I'm you know I'm sharing my beer. I'm gonna put these right
3: up front hopefully people can see it if they can't then we'll worry about it later so if you take a bigger (laughs)
0: drink on that i definitely can pull out more of that lager yeast
1: yep yeah yep yeah you get more of that
0: like bready kind of yep yeah um just that yeasty
3: yeah good old yeast good old (laughs) yeast (laughs) good beer good old very good beer good beer all right shall we move on yeah all right. Next one is, is the
0: twist top or is that a,
3: it's okay. I'm a brewer. <laughs> I come with a bottle cap. Yeah.
0: There, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while you talk about that, of course, you know, Hey, like I said, there's going to be bumbles. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll talk about uh, Logsdon farmhouse ale here founded in 2009 by David Logston and Charles Porter, Logsdon Farmhouse Ales, LFA, brewed its first beer in 2011 with a 10-barrel system in Hood River, Oregon. Drawing from their love of rustic Belgian ales and Logsdon's and Logsdon's and Porter's experience with brewing and managing yeast at the likes of Full Sail, Deschutes, wow. Upland, and... Uh, Y-East Labs, Uh, LFA began with brewing its own version of classic farmhouse style. By 2011, co-owners John Plutchick, Judy, I'm just going to go with the first names, uh, Jody, Judith, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Seberg joined LFA's team to help with a variety of tasks at the brewery, 2011 to 2015 and at the Barrel House in downtown Hood River 2015 to mm-hmm. 2017. Since 2011, LFA Brews uh blah blah blah, LFA beers uh drew critical acclaim with people's choice awards at local Oregon festivals and various medals from World Beer Cup and Great American Beer Festival. Mm. With the increased exposure and demand for beers like uh, uh Pesh and Brett and saison Bretta, LFA added Charlie. Charlie, sorry. Uh, <laughs> now head brewer at Allegory. 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 There <laughs> we go. Allegory Brewing.
3: They're a good brewery. Okay. They're very good brewery.
0: So you'll you'll. You'll catch on real quick. I suck at reading. (laughs) (laughs) So do I. (laughs) That would be me. (laughs) When Van Meter left LFA for Yachts Brewing, LFA hired Aaron, uh, now head brewer at Yachts Brewing, as a brewer. So uh, they do have more uh, Passing the Baton and Washington expansion. um, But – like I said, I will post the link for you guys to check that out and read a little bit more so that I don't butcher any more names <laughs> because I'm a crane operator. I'm <laughs> not a professional reader. No. So uh, because this one is a, it's a cellared ale. Yes. Um, they didn't have anything or they didn't have anything about it on their website. Oh, okay. So I'm just going to read from untapped. Again. The beer. beerpedia. Beerpedia. Yep.
2: beerpedia. I like the name better.
0: <laughs> Cerveza sour, uh, or sorry, Saravisa sour um, from Logsden Farmhouse Ales. Uh, it is a 5.5% ABV, no IBUs listed. Um, and for you, I don't know, do you know what IBUs are? No, I have. Oh, okay. So for you and for you that may not know, IBUs is international bittering units.
2: Okay.
0: Um, so the lower the number, it's not going to be as bitter higher the number obviously the more bitter it's going to be okay so simple enough (laughs) yeah and uh on untapped they simply say a single unblended barrel brewed in the style of method van lambic so um have you ever had a lambic Mm -mm, no
3: you've had i've had lambics
0: yeah i would hope that
3: you would have of course i've had a
0: lambic (laughs) of course of course, kind what, sir. What kind of brewer do you think I am I don't <laughs> drink
3: Alambics?
0: Come on. So, uh, so <laughs> how, how would you kind of explain a lambic? Because I know how I would explain
3: it. Um, probably the most simplistic way I could possibly explain Alambic is that it's kind of like a sour. Okay. Um, it, it, it does have its own unique style, though, that's different than a sour. So,
0: so, and from what I've found in trying different Lambics, um, there's more complexity to them. Mm-hmm. Um, a sour, a sour is, can be very good, can be very sour. It can be just not your style. So okay. regular, um, I guess they would be like American style sours Yeah, are not my go-to <laughs> choice of beer at all. Um. Sour. Some of them like uh, some people like Todd mm-hmm. Todd really like our friend uh, really likes sours um, but they're just not for me. Lambics, on the other hand, I I enjoy a lot of Lambics because of the complexity to them. Um, one of the most memorable lambic that I ever had was the ages from Deschutes.
3: yeah and yeah.
0: it had flavors <coughs> of like pear <coughs> and white pepper and just there's so much complexity to yeah. it. The sour didn't play the main note. It was just there to accompany in the entire experience. And there was just so much that came through.
3: And and the thing is, too, is uh, the thing about with sours or lambics or any of them is you're reaching a style of beer there where it's more or less like, I mean, with other styles like IPAs, porters, people are kind of like, well, I kind of like them. They're not my favorite or whatever. They're in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Sours and lambics uh, and along those lines. You either really, really like them or you really, really don't. There's not really too much in between uh, right. when it comes to that. And so that's why it's, it's kind of a niche sort of market. Um, you're, if you brew a sour, it's probably not going to be your, your big seller, <laughs> unfortunately, especially in the West coast. Um, but people that like sours love sours and, you know, brewers, love brewing sours because it's something completely different than the typical kind of brewing process. That oh yeah. It's in a league
0: all of its, it's, own. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sure. own
3: little entity. It's its own little world. So, oh, wow.
0: yeah. <clears throat> so, all right, there we go. Let's uh give it a smell.
3: Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It definitely smells like it. Yeah. Lambic. So I was going to say, I know what I want to say this smells like, but I don't think anyone's going to agree with me. Go for it. It smells like cotton candy.
1: Cotton candy,
3: huh? I'm getting like a cotton candy kind of... So... <laughs> okay, so
0: <laughs> are you talking different? about the sweetness of cotton candy? The yeah, smell the of sweetness. sugar? There
1: you go. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay, yeah okay. That's Here what I'm got. getting. I, I was going to say... I, what? I See? Yeah, see, so you're reading me you. now. I'm
3: getting I the you. sweetness. I, I, it's like when you get cotton candy, you. you can smell he the sugar sweetness. He was over here the like, cotton candy. candy yeah. But yeah, no, it's like, because I'm getting like, yeah, it's like a sweetness that like you would get out of like cotton candy or like bubble gum. Yeah. You know, you would smell it and you would smell that kind of sweetness yeah. coming from it. And so that's the aroma I'm getting out of it. And oh, in fact, I'm getting punched in the sinuses with it, right? Now, yeah. So. Yeah.
0: So it definitely does smell like a lambic. Yeah. And... For me, how would I, how mm. would I explain the scent of a lambic, other than fermented fruit? Um, sometimes it can be kind yeah. of vinous, uh, wine-like. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's just that very distinct smell that if you've smelled it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, you have no, no clue what the hell I'm talking about. But um, yeah, it's It's very fruit like, but it's very tart. Mm-hmm. and uh, But it's not overly tart.
1: Oh, no, it smells great. Yeah. Actually.
0: So. No, it mm, smells amazing. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, have anything love. to add on the aroma? I was
1: going to say, well, what, I was up. I don't know.
3: I said cotton candy threw everyone off. So I was just, <laughs> I'm going to keep my mouth shut ah, for this. What do you smell, man?
1: I was going to say banana peel. I was like, like that's okay. It really, really, yes, right. Thank like, you. I see, like it kind of smells like a banana peel almost. Thank you. That's why yes. the sweetness is like reminds me of that fruity, like banana peel almost.
0: Yeah. So like a banana peel that's like starting to kind
3: of turn. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it Very, like black spots on yes. Thank you. Okay. That that's a better. That's a that spot on. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like a, I like knew a, I brought you on way better. A way better than my cotton candy bullshit. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was spot on because I was sitting there like I've smelled this aroma before and I couldn't pinpoint. I'm like, yeah. God, and I was like, I'm sitting there. Honestly, the first thing I thought was Laffy Taffy. Oh yeah, I But that then you there. got like the banana a, Laffy Taffy yeah, case, yeah. and it has that smell like of a a like banana. kind of like a, 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 Interesting. a riper banana. banana. Yeah. yeah,
0: overripe Interesting. banana. All right. Well, I raise my glass and I toast to the brew venture of finding new brews to good friends and easing the stresses of life away. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Let's take a drink.
3: That is a Lambic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that oh, is a Lambic. wow. So.
0: You guys talk amongst the... kind of... <laughs>
3: you're going to enjoy this. <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> sours and Lambics, they kind of have... You're kind of getting that... Like You know what I'm saying now about the tartness. Yeah. We were talking about it before. That's that tartness that you're going to get with a Lambic. It's it's a, a, a little bit sharper, I think, with a sour than it is with a Lambic. Lambic, yeah. it's a little bit more uh, more... I mean, there is the tartness,
0: flat,
3: but it's yeah, it, it's, like, it's comes much up, more consistent. And it
0: flattens and... out and it's just smooth.
3: <clears throat> Whereas yeah. with a sour, in some cases, I mean, the best way I can explain it is like with some sours, it's like it it's almost like it's kind of stabbing your tongue, sort of deal. Dang. Yeah. this one is a lot more smoother. Yeah, but it's very pronounced. Yeah, wow. this
1: one. It reminds me of like a like a lemon peel, almost like if you're gonna suck in a lemon. Right. Peel. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, so
3: though.
0: crazy part. I don't know if it's because you mentioned it or. If it just has that quality to it, I can taste that high-sugared banana.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. I'm getting a very
3: sweet taste. There's something on the back end, though. I can't put my finger on it.
0: I can't. So this is what I was talking about with the complexity of a lambic. There's so much going on. It's not just one-dimensional in, like, I'm a sour. Yeah. It's, it's, it's got fruit notes. It's got, I, you can taste kind of the yeast yeah. um, that comes in on the mouthfeel. And the mouthfeel, um, I think I explained this to you uh, a couple of nights ago. A mouthfeel is basically the viscosity that you kind of feel in the mouth. Yeah. So how thick or how thin it is, how much it coats, or just kind of rolls in
3: and just goes so, away. kind of like how on the last one on that lager, we were talking about the crispness. Yeah. That kind of sharp, kind of bubbly crispness. That's mouthfeel. Okay. This one is not so much crisp. It's much smoother. Mm. There's, I'm not going to lie, if I'm being 100% honest, there's something on the back end that I'm not a fan of. Really? Yeah. I like it up front, but once it settles, there's something that lingers that I'm not a fan of. I
0: wonder if it is that yeast.
3: Flavor. It might be. I, that, because it, I'm getting a kind of a yeasty kind that's, of
0: flavor. Yeah, because
3: that's what I was getting. And the best way I could explain it is, um, yeah, I'm getting something kind of yeasty. I don't want to say biscuity because that's not right. Um, but, yeah, something on the back end, like.
1: Almost bread-like.
3: Yeah, yeah it's I almost can... like bread yeast-like sort yeah. of deal. Do you get I'm kind not... of like
0: a sourdough?
3: Yeah. Like, yeah. I
0: know I know it kind of sounds funny because, oh, it's a no, sourdough. No, no, you know, no, sourdough. no, you're right, you're right. It is but kind yeah, of a sourdough. Kind of that that the, funk or that, that tang
3: on that the back end, sourdough. And that's, it's. And this is why, for instance, I'm not personally, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of sours and and, and lambics. I do drink them and I've had them and I, I do enjoy them, but that this is why they're they're not You're kind of my favorite. They're not high up on my list, is because usually they the, the flavor profiles on them are typically just not something I'm a I'm a huge fan of. Still, as far as Lambics are concerned, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like I said, it's just it's on that Back end. That's the only part of this I'm having an issue with. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: which is understandable, me personally. Yeah. 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 So and for me,
3: I mean, it's just, and that's just my palate. This yeah. is
0: this. I would, I would say for me personally, uh-huh. um, and that's all I can ever speak for is my own personal thing because it's my taste buds, my scent profile, everything. Um, this is up there with the ages. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean. To you guys and to you guys, and that probably doesn't mean a lot, but I'm not a huge fan of Sours. I'm not a huge fan of Lambics.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if I have a favorite, that should tell you something. Yeah. That, that is an absolutely phenomenal be-all, end-all. Like, I would drink the ages multiple times. That's how good it was. No. I could see myself having more of this uh, just because of the complexity. So... As I sit here and I sip on it, I'm pulling those banana flavors. Yeah, I'm also getting like almost like a grape, mm. um, vinous kind of mm. mouth feel. So it, it it's smooth. <coughs> yeah, and no, then it, it is kind smooth. of goes away, and then you get that kind of almost like dry, yeah, wine like yeah. kind of flavor.
2: Yeah, which I'm and a fan. <laughs> uh, yeah, like
0: I'm I'm pulling lemon, but it's not like sucking on a lemon. It's yeah. just kind of an added note to it. I mean that. There's so much complexity to this, just like there was with the ages. That yeah, I mean this would this would probably be neck and neck with it for me. Yeah. So yeah, phenomenal. Thanks, James. Thanks. Buddy. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ooh. Pound it. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> the last drop. All right. All right. So we're gonna try the uh, milkshake. I Illa right?
3: vanilla. Oh, I love that. That's actually what it's called. Illa vanilla. The the illa illa vanilla. Vanilla. Vanilla.
0: <laughs> All right. Let's see if I can read this one without sounding like I'm already too busted. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so from uh, first uh, full. See, I already up. <laughs> full Circle Brewing Company. In 2016, the oldest running brewery in the Central Valley met its new owners. Arthur was a CPA with a passion for home brewing before making a giant leap and selling his practice to acquire Full Circle Brewing. The rebirth rebirth of SCB was backed by a group of investors, all members of the community, many of whom branded together financially, Banded together, I'm sorry, banded together financially because they so strongly believe in our passion. The change of ownership resulted in rapid growth and rebirth for the brewery and allowed us to expand from a 7.5 BBL or barrel brew house uh, only producing draft beer to a 15 barrel brew house producing a majority of packaged beer able to reach the consumer market throughout California. Today, Full Circle Brewing Company remains dedicated to the quality and flavor of our beers, and you can taste the passion, commitment, and experience in every glass and can. We are not only breathing new life into this old brewery, but we are uh, committed to reviving downtown Fresno and our own historic Chinatown. We love beer. We love live entertainment. We love Fresno, and we love this brewery. So... God, man i i love reading these yeah i know i have a hard time reading them because you know i just suck at reading <laughs> but uh how I, I, I always love reading stuff from craft breweries and everything it's because well, like, you the can stories actually stories behind what, them
3: and, yeah because like well that's the thing too is like when it comes to especially writing about like history of breweries and stuff and then you also start talking about the history of the beers and what they were going for and that motivation it's like you know, it, it, it tells you so much because you can actually feel like the passion yeah. from the owners and the brewers coming out as they're writing out these descriptions and stuff. Right. Um, you can you can really tell when a brewery or a, or a brewer is passionate about what they're brewing. It's really like something that they're making is because how they're able to describe it, and explain yeah. it. And it just brings it to life, gives it a personality. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, So,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and it's funny because like and I actually I I know most people can probably see how passionate I am about this one subject. mm -hmm. But like it goes beyond like the brew log and the tap room table and stuff like that. Like when I was going to school for English and I was I was writing papers and stuff like that in college, literally every paper that I wrote. I tried to make about the craft brewing industry <laughs> yeah. in some way. Yeah. Like I had to write like persuasive papers and stuff oh, yeah. like that and so it was like, well, what's more persuasive than uh, trying to get you guys to only drink craft beer?
3: There is, you know, it's, it's <laughs> funny. It's funny you bring that up. There's a, uh, another guy that I work with, another brewer uh, at the brewery that I work at. He uh, when he went to college, he did the same thing for all of his English classes he would actually write about beer in particular and, and, and the history behind certain breweries and beers. And, yeah. and like, the, like uh, he was telling me one story about how... Um, it was one story about how monks started brewing beer and how they were able to bring that into Italy and allow it because at the time the Roman Catholic Church was in charge or something like that. Yeah. The only thing you could drink, as far as alcohol was concerned, was wine. And then all of a sudden this monk in uh in in, in Germany is, you know, these, these monks are brewing beer. And this cardinal comes out to visit and he goes back and and he's just like, Oh yeah, these 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 monks are they're drinking this stuff called beer up there, <laughs> you know, and it's 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 this weird stuff. It's not wine at all, but it's like alcoholic and it's like super, it's, it's different, it's sweet and all this sort of stuff. And the Pope at the time was like, Well. It's not wine so I'm probably not going to be a fan of it so we're going to go ahead and well you know what just, just uh, tell them to send me a cask of it tell them to send me a cask and right. so they send word to these monks and the monks are like crap we got to send a cask to the pope. he's going to try it it's he's not you know he's he's going to be like oh you guys can't brew this anymore yeah. and this one monk's like hey guys i got it bro
0: i got you
3: we got we're going to we're going to brew a cask give it to me I will walk it down to go see the Pope. And of course, you know, so this is like way back in the day takes him like, you know, two, three months to get down there. Well, anyone that brews understands that beer out in the hot sun in the summertime, sitting in a cask, not probably going to taste so good after about two, three months in the sun.
0: Gonna be a little funky. So Uh he takes that down to go to the
3: Pope (laughs) and he pours the Pope a glass and the Pope takes a sip and goes, Oh, tastes like crap what the hell how are you guys drinking you know what drink it i don't even, i don't know what's wrong with you you german freaks you guys go drink that crap i don't even care just get it away from me and so monks then have beer <laughs> <laughs> so no, absolutely <laughs> absolutely no. i love it too. sorry just a little side story for you <laughs> no, okay I, is it true who cares? Right? All yeah. I know is it's a funny little story. It's right a <laughs> story. Exactly.
0: And like, that's the crazy thing. I mean, beer's been around for so long. Yeah. Just like wine's been around for so long. weed oh, yeah. has been around for so long. And like, can, will you ever know like the truth behind some of this? Star- no. 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 no.
3: no. no. But who cares? Because it's no. fun. Yeah. You know, but yeah, but that was one of the things was like, he did research and he wrote papers and would like write persuasive essays and debates and stuff like that, which you didn't think you could have a debate about beer, but you can Oh, you can And you know, and he went all of his English classes all about beer. Yeah. (laughs) And now here he is. He's a brewer at a brewery.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Making beer. Where did I end up? I'm still a
3: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, this, uh, this one in particular is actually from, uh, co-worker of mine another brewer not, oh really not the original brewer this is actually from another co-worker of mine uh, his name's zach and he went down to california because he, he was visiting for family and every time he goes down there he stops off at this brewery and he always grabs a couple six packs a few cans or whatever and he brought it back with him and decided to share this with nice. us so he felt we would really enjoy this
0: nice and i'm pretty sure i've seen full circle brewing on tour oh, yeah. as well Oh yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. So Oh yeah, yeah. Tabor, I mean, it's a great program. I like I don't I don't think I'm trying to like sell Tabor to anybody. I'm not. We're not affiliated. We're not sponsored. Nothing. It's just Yet. it is a, <laughs> it is an awesome program and an awesome source if you're into the craft beer industry mm-hmm. or if you want to get into the craft beer industry. It's just a great way it's like what easier way than go on your phone it's like yeah i like that one yeah i like that one yeah i like that one okay ship it to me and then it goes to your house awesome And it's pretty freaking awesome so That's right. awesome. <laughs> we'll talk about illa vanilla. It's noise. <laughs> <laughs> Milkshake IPA 6.5% ABV. A blend of hops, vanilla and lactose creates a symphony of orange and cream notes with pleasant mouthfeel and a mildly hoppy finish. Uh, color is obviously lighter. Yeah. Uh, malt is mm-hmm. a little bit on the lighter end and then uh, hops is a little bit on the higher end. It's an idea. <laughs> so, all right. Cheers. Let's smell. Oh
3: yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely got creamsicle. Yeah, That's <laughs> That's <the> same right. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely got oh, creamsicle. It yeah. smells so I, good. I didn't even have the whole like there. You took
0: all of the orange off of a creamsicle and threw it, in. and then just it was just the vanilla ice cream underneath, and then you just threw that into a cup. Yep. That's yeah. what
1: that is. Oh, so good. Yeah.
0: That is super vanilla. That that is, is, that's illa vanilla.
1: Illa <laughs> vanilla.
3: <laughs>
0: that is mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, yeah. And a little bit of hop back note on there. But
1: not too much. That's
0: what I like no. no, yeah, no I mean,
3: obviously, it's an IPA. It's going to be heavier on the on the bitterness side. But they picked some good hops because it's not so much to where the aroma from those hops are yeah, overpowering, just, that yeah, overpowering that creamsicle. Yeah, yeah, it's not trying so, to kill your scent your, and your, palette and your yeah.
0: Probably your flavor palette. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Let's find mm. out. That smells delicious. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Apparently, the wind is
2: saying
3: cheers. Too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh. Wow. This oh. is like super vanilla. You know, you know me. Uh, We've talked about this. Yep. I'm not typically an IPA fan. Uh, nothing against them. I appreciate them for what they are. And. I certainly can appreciate a good IPA from time to time. Yeah. But they're not my my, my top favorites. Um, this is probably the best IPA I think I've, yeah. I've ever had. Yeah, that's um, really good. That is phenomenal. Oh, my
0: yeah. God. Yeah, full circle, man.
1: You definitely he can taste did. that vanilla.
3: The oh. vanilla is there. The yeah. bitterness, it's there. But it's, it, it just compliments. yeah, it just complements the vanilla so well. It's, 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 not like, it's not earthy. It's probably more of like a citrusy sort of hoppiness to it. Yeah. Um, the bitterness isn't overwhelming, overpowering. like usually, you know, especially when you're talking IPAs, people will go pretty heavy with the hops, and it's just super bitter. Um, but in this case, it's actually very subtle. Yeah, and I really yeah.
1: like that. It blends very well with the oh. vanilla. I love it. Oh, so well. Yeah,
0: I mean it's kind of kind of messing with my brain a little bit it's, just because of the fact that I know it's an IPA but it doesn't have your normal qualities of an IPA. No. Even even like a um a subtle IPA.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it it's it is just so, it's so smooth.
1: smooth. So smooth. smooth. That's what shocked me the most. This is yeah. a killer illa vanilla. <laughs> ah, this is
3: really good. Oh, oh man. man. That is awesome. This is arguably, yeah, this is probably my favorite IPA, I think, that I've personally have yeah. ever had. Yeah. You like know? I
0: have I have other favorites in other categories, but for the category of a milkshake IPA, yeah. oh, yeah, hands down, this okay, wins
3: so 100%. I mean... You know, you're right. You're right. There are other styles of IPAs that have different qualities. And trying to compare two different two different categories of IPAs against each other uh, yeah. really is kind of like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, um, it's like, oh, it's my favorite fruit. Well, you know. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> so yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I, I enjoy it. I love the mouthfeel to it. I love the scent because it's like – I don't know. What, what I enjoy about it so much is that – what you're smelling is what you're tasting. It's not, you know, throwing you off like, oh, you know, it smells sweet. It's not gonna taste sweet. No, it tastes perfectly just how it smells. Yeah, it's guess. not
3: like like I know it's like we sit there and say the creamsicle. Yeah, aroma, but it's it doesn't have that uber sweetness. No, it's it's, it's sweet, but it's
1: not. It's, it's subtle. It's, it, yeah, it's nice though. It's yeah. what I like about it.
0: And like the flavor profile of the vanilla. Is more along the lines of like true vanilla. Like it doesn't yeah. taste like fake vanilla. Yeah,
1: no, it's just like straight vanilla beans. Yeah. It's yeah. good.
0: Yeah. Like oh. they like they just took vanilla beans, just stripped the innards of them, and just tossed everything into the batch and like just let it soak in. Oh, yeah. and oh. Just and I mean just the velvety velvetiness of the mouth feel. Yeah um it literally does like i said the inside vanilla ice cream to a creamsicle yep it smelled like that got melted into a glass it tastes like that too yeah
2: yep. and
0: i know that that's because of the vanilla and it's because of the lactose yep. that's been added to it so you have those milky qualities you yep. have that vanilla quality and then yeah whatever hops they use yeah full circle did them Bang up job on this beer.
3: This is beautifully done. Oh yeah, it's full circle. I mean, cheers, my dudes. Wow. Yeah, that
1: Um, is excellent. I'm so surprised that it's an IPA. That's what I'm shocked by.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's like it's weird because the because like even like the bitterness of the hops, it doesn't hit you right away because again, you're kind of getting that sweetness at first. Yeah, yeah. and then the sweetness dies down, and then that's when you can kind of get the bitterness. But the bitterness is so subtle and complementary to the to the vanilla. That and I think again, that's where that kind of citrusy, like the creamsicle sort of style comes from. Is probably from more citrusy hops that they're using. Yeah, um, maybe lemony yeah. or something along those lines. But it's it's so beautifully done, mm-hmm. very well done. You
0: think uh, Citra is in there?
3: Oh, I would put money on. Yeah, Yeah, I would put money on it. Citra would most definitely is probably the more. Uh, if you're talking citrusy hops, mm-hmm. yeah, Citra would be it. Um, yeah. Definitely one hundred percent.
0: What's the other one that's uh pretty frequently used? Is
3: it S-Saz? Saz? 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 Um
0: I think it's like S A Z Z or S A A Z A or something like that. Yeah, it,
3: it might be. Um I know Citra's the more popular one. Citra's yeah. the most popular one. A few in fact, like a few years ago, I remember um God, everywhere on the West Coast, Citra was like mm. the it was like the thing. Everyone went and bought citra hops. Everyone was excited about citra hops. And it's like, there was like a backlog as far as like people that ordered citra hops. Right. And I remember working, you know, the brewery I work at, I remember us having to like go almost a year in advance before we were going to be brewing a beer that used citra hops. Mm -hmm. We had to order it the year prior. We had to order in massive amounts because, you know, it was, it was so such a high demand for citra hops. Um, obviously it's kind of died down a little bit now, but yeah, if you're talking, yeah, if you're talking that citrusy sort of a flavor, yeah. citrus, citrus, the go-to, there are other ones out there, but those are, those are the go-tos.
0: Yeah. And I feel like for me, like when you drink it, it almost, I feel like the, the hops don't hit you nearly as much No, because <laughs> no. those, those sugar tones and sweet tones, lactose, all that, it's already coated your mouth. Yep. And so you just kind of get the hops as they're kind of like rolling by, and they're just, mm-hmm. like,
2: hey, you know, yeah. we're here, we're here too, we're adding yeah. to it, you know. You know. <laughs> Have a
0: good time, enjoy your milkshake, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll see you on the back end.
3: No, that 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 is that's delicious though. Yeah, I really love that. That no offense to the other beers, that one's my favorite though. All right, well that
0: was a great show. Let's put these away no. <laughs>
3: and we're done. Right. No, um. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, next one.
0: Yeah, let's uh let's keep on rolling here. So the the next two, um, they are a little bit uh of an older. Yeah. Um, I've had them for a little bit longer. Uh so I had to go on untapped. Um unfortunately, uh their websites for whatever reason I couldn't get any information. But um yeah, so first one here is a uh, true respite brewing company um from Deerwood MD. Where does be? Maryland. Is it Maryland? Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, well, I'm no great pitch. at geography, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, state, state abbreviations. Yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah, unless it says W-A, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we pride ourselves yeah. on brewing a wide variety of styles with quality always first in mind. We offer a wonderful on-premise experience at our tap room in Rockville, Maryland, but also distribute through Maryland, DC, and Delaware. Uh, and obviously, Washington. <laughs> Another table or one, you know. And then I will pop over here. And this one is called Scrum and Hooker. Awesome name. Malty and traditional English brown ale, gold medal winner in brown and amber ales at the 2018 Maryland craft beer competition. Followed up with a bronze medal for 2018 Best in Show. It is 5.5 percent ABV, and it is, like it says, a English style brown ale. So Brandon is gonna fall in love.
3: I am. I love. I love English style brown ales. I really He's do. a
0: sucker for a scrum and hooker.
3: Yep. Yeah. Scrum and hooker. Okay, so I saw that on the can. Ooh. I didn't say nothing. Oh. But yeah. Okay. I'm not... Okay, so...
0: I'm sorry. I had to look at your face when you smelled it because I knew you were just going to
3: blow it. So, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> it just not happens far, to be coincidence that it's called Scrum and Hooker. I'm not going to... So, uh, that being said, probably should address that we are doing a tasting no-no right now, which is we're using the same glass for all of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... I smelled it and I had to stop real quick and go, okay, am I actually still getting the leftover from the milkshake IPA or am I getting the Brown? And now that I'm smelling it, I don't think you are. That is all Brown baby. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So sweetness comes out. Um, I would say medium caramel. Yep. Um, definitely borderline between a medium and a light caramel. Uh, kind of smell,
1: yeah. Uh, and some caramel. You know, 80, when you get when you 40. get those
0: different kinds of uh, of caramels, you know, or caramel like the like the candies, mm-hmm. um, you can have light caramel, medium caramel,
3: dark. Oh, they got uh, medium dark. Yeah, you got car- medium light. All with, kinds yeah, of with, variations with, with caramel. They so with just typical just caramel malt. You you got everything. They got like C twenty, C forty, C sixty, C eighty, C hundred. C120 and, mm-hmm. and and so on and so forth, uh, all the way up to I wanna see, uh, I don't know. I don't know how high it goes. <laughs> now that I think about it. Sky's the limit. I'm gonna have to yeah, but <laughs> but you know, typically if you're talking like on the lower end C20, that's mm-hmm. your lighter roasted, you know, it's your lighter lighter roast. And then obviously the longer it goes, you know, C one twenty and stuff like that, it's gonna be much more darker, caramely roasted carmeliness so um look at the viscosity yeah
0: yeah i mean it's it's not super thick it's not like some you know porter stouts that like just slide like molasses
3: down the side i'm so excited for this beer
0: all right well i've already read the overview so without further ado i raise my glass and i cheers let's give a drink
1: Ooh. Oh, that's good.
3: Man. Mm. It's heaven. <laughs> I'm in heaven. Sorry. I I love brown ales, man. Oh, I I wow.
1: like it a lot. And this one just oh So what my. do you like about it? I like it cuz it's it's that it's it reminds me of the scottish ale but it's not as strong and that's what i'm liking about it it's that like nice coffee roast but it's so, not too overpowering
3: yeah so and then only that but scottish ales i think uh if i remember correctly scottish ale or scotch ales will typically have a higher ABV, okay. as well whereas a brown ale is going to be a lot lower i think you said this one was a five uh five?
0: yeah this is 5.5
3: 5.5 5. 5. 5. so whereas a, a scotch ale would probably be much higher into the realm of sevens and eights even um eight would probably be on the much high end on it. But um, so it's, it's not as high on the ABB, but yeah, I, I'm definitely getting what you're saying about the roastiness. Cause I'm getting that kind of coffee oh, sort of that. roastiness yeah. from it.
0: And that's just that, that Brown. I mean, that's just that English Brown flavor profile. Mm. It's just that nice, like roasted. And I mean it on the can, it says it's a nut Brown ale. Yeah.
2: That,
0: and that's what, you're kind of getting is like, roasted nuts. Yeah. And just, oh, man, like, just that hint, just the little tiniest hint of, like, sugar quality yeah. to it.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um, a little bit of sweetness, but it, it, and it's And, like you said,
0: we, we did kind of, we effed up, and, you know, we've been
3: using the same glass. Yeah, one. so. so. <laughs>
0: a little bit of that could have been from um, the, the milk vanilla yeah. and, you know, some of the other ones as well. Even some of that, um, the lambic or the saison.
3: But so. definitely definitely the kind of because i get the roastiness up the top and then as it sits and lingers i'm getting the coffee yeah sort of feel to it as well yeah. and then yeah then i start to really kind of hit kind of the nutty sweetness sort of uh mm-hmm. from it um no that's beautiful
0: i almost pull like if i were to try and, and attribute it to like coffee
1: mm-hmm.
0: or associate it to coffee it's like an espresso
1: uh, an espresso, it, you
0: know, yeah, that's a good, that's with a with a little bit of like hazelnut, like rose yeah, hazelnut. like a hazelnut
3: yeah.
1: espresso, exactly. That's what I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's good, and it makes it feel warm that, and fuzzy. It's inside just that too. little <laughs> kind of
0: sweet, a little kind of nutty. Um, you know, uh, you can definitely pull the coffee tones out of it, oh, yeah. Um, but it's not overbearing, it's not like a black coffee like you can get with some of those
3: stouts. oh yeah so, so well yeah with stouts you're definitely going to get much more like a black coffee feel this one is a lot more on like a sweeter end yeah. you, know, you get the roastiness like with a coffee but uh, it's not it's it's not overbearing like you're yeah. just drinking like black coffee
0: and like we yeah. talked about stouts uh, pretty lengthily yeah. the last time uh, we got together and we were trying stuff especially with that um with uh, Solitary Confinement. Mm -hmm. Because Solitary Confinement, because it is an Imperial Stout, if Mm. I remember correctly, it's an Imperial Stout that's been barrel-aged. Yeah. So it's going to have a higher sweetness to it.
3: Yeah.
0: As opposed to just, like, a stout. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a a regular stout is, like (laughs) you said, it's going to have very, like, black
3: coffee. Yeah.
1: Strong. Roasty. Give you
0: the middle finger. Like, wake up.
3: It's going to be a very bold flavor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whereas with something that's barrel aged or something like yeah. that, you're not going to necessarily, it, you're still going to have that, but you're also going to have kind of a sweetness that goes with it as yeah. well. And like when I was explaining it
0: to him, I was like, you, you start out with just a regular basic stout. Mm-hmm. is like black coffee and then as you progress as you get into like an imperial stout and then you get into an imperial barrel-aged stout and then you get into like well, barrel- an imperial barrel-aged stout that has a bunch of adjuncts to it yeah like it's like okay well you started with black coffee and then you added like milk and sugar to it and then you added more milk and sugar to it yeah. and then you added a bunch of flavors to it <laughs> yeah. and so by the time you get to the end it's like a mocha choke of Latte, well, frappuccino, whatever the hell. Because
3: that's the thing too is like barrel aging is one of those things, especially you know, I mean, any beer that you barrel age, it adds a whole new level of complexity. Oh to yeah, because now you're talking about pulling out flavors out of these actual wood barrels. Right. Yeah, where typically whiskey, rye, wine, uh, bourbon, bourbon, scotch, scotch tequila, any, and, and any anything and everything that they stored inside those wood barrels. Mm-hmm you know, you're, you're putting the beer in there and it's continually, I mean, yes, it's already fermented. You've already brewed it you've fermented it, but now you're putting it into these barrels where there's still kind of some fermentation that continues to go on. But really the big thing is, is you're causing it to really soak up all of the flavors and the aromas from whatever was in the barrel before
0: and we talked about that too and that's where that breathing comes in oh yeah so just like with a spirit if you put a spirit into a barrel it's going to breathe into a barrel it's going Mm -hmm. to pull the qualities from whatever wood that has also typically they char the inside of a barrel so Mm -hmm. um with whiskey scotch bourbon whatever whatever is in a barrel you're going to at least get a small, if not a very large, depending on what it is and depending on how it was done and so many other variables, you're going to have charred flavors. You're going to have roasty flavors. And um, the roasty flavors play more on, like, the smoke end of the spectrum as opposed to the coffee end of the spectrum. Yeah. So roasty, um, roasty coffee as opposed to roasty smoky. Okay. Um, and yeah, like as the spirit breathes in and out of that wood, it pulls more and more and more of that quality. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's why stuff that, um, or spirits that have been, uh, barrel aged for Months and now, months, and you months know, if it, not years upon depending years. Depending on the wood that you use, you're going you to get and- complete You could have the same exact spirit, and if they pull it five years, and they pull it 10 years, and they pull it 15 years, and they pull it 50 years,
2: mm-hmm.
0: your five years is going to be completely different from your 10-year. Your 10-year is going to be completely fit, different from your 15-year, and your 50-year is going to be out of the ballpark, insane with its flavor complexity, and you're going to yeah. have like, leather aromas and just so much so much goes into the science of spirits and beer yeah and so when you get a beer that is aged or you know conditioned in a spirit barrel and it starts breathing in and out of that wood you're just picking up all of that complexity of the spirit beforehand and the complexity of the wood and the complexity of the char Unless it's virgin wood, um, which is a thing, but it is a thing, it, it's it's not as common, it's not as common, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't really see like just barrel aged,
2: yeah. <laughs> you typically,
0: if they say barrel aged, it's more than likely going to be in some kind of spirited barrel that has already been, you know, used for <coughs> yeah. conditioning, uh, or aging, uh, aging
1: spirit. spirits of some sort,
0: so yeah, well. I mean, it's just absolutely insane and by the time you get to that level of a stout it's completely different from uh just a regular stout and an imperial stout Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: then if they decide to throw adjuncts into it um you can have a completely insane stout the one that i'm thinking of is the one from anchorage that we had
3: yeah Wow, that, that was, was
0: not only like drinking just the best syrup that you've ever had in your life, yep. but just the complexity of bananas and cacao and uh, coconut and mm-hmm. oh God, I wish I had more of that.
3: It was was so good. It was so good. Speaking of stouts. Right. Yeah. Let's go into it because I can just go (laughs) on. We have our last one. How many times
0: have I said I'm a sucker for a stout? I was not kidding.
3: Well, (laughs) then thank God we're going into this one. Right.
0: So this one is from Listerman. And uh, again, because it is uh, quite a bit older, I think I got that like last year. Mm. So that's been cellared for at least a year. Uh, Whoa. Easy there, partner. <laughs> Don't act like you didn't like it.
3: <laughs> um, oh God, it's on the.
0: Oh, <laughs> see, this is why we have a protective cover. <laughs>
1: Party pal, no sorry. glove, no
0: love. Come I'm on, sorry. man. I'm sorry,
1: man. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> it is okay.
3: We might want to take a cleaning rag to this afterwards. Ah, yeah, we'll get
0: it. It's <laughs> fine.
3: It's on my mic, man. What the? Uh, <laughs> uh, it's everywhere. okay.
0: When I was setting up your mic, I found a couple other spills that you didn't know. Oh,
3: wait a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, Listerman Brewing Company uh, out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Listerman Brewing Company is a family owned brewery and homebrew supply store in the greater Cincinnati area that focuses on innovative beer and the local community. The home brew store has been operating since 1999 or 1991 and the brewery has been brewing award winning beers from or for the city since 2008. So, yeah, there's a little bit on uh, Listerman. Like I said, um, they on their website, they kind of had a little bit uh, about their uh, tap room, I guess, and then like their home brew store. So, it was a little difficult to kind of get the information, but at least we got on tap. (laughs) So, and then we'll pop over here. Um, Like I said, this is the Operation Flintlock Peanut Butter Stout uh, from 2020. So, it is actually classified as a coffee peanut butter stout. It is 6% ABV, no IBUs listed. uh, Stout with coffee, vanilla, peanut butter, and lactose. So... Straightforward to it. And uh,
3: yeah. I go. apologize. You got a lot of head on yours. It's <laughs> okay. Thank you. He likes head. It's fine. Hey. Oh, By the way, wow. I, I love the can art on this because, yeah, it's just a tank. Yeah, that's beautiful. My veteran side is like, yeah, <laughs> alcohol and blowing stuff up.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Miracle>! <laughs> so, yeah, I mean,
1: Oh, oh, that smells so good.
3: <laughs> Anyone else got peanut butter? <laughs> major, major peanut butter.
0: Just a little just bit. Just a
3: tad. Nah,
1: I don't smell it at like all. It's <laughs> like a whole jar.
3: I just opened up a jar of Jif is what I'm <laughs> smelling right exactly, now. Exactly. <laughs> oh,
1: crunchy. <laughs> Specifically
0: yes,
3: crunchy. Crunchy Jif. That's it. Like,
0: yeah. Oh, man.
3: That, that is, is- that is them. a lot of peanut butter. Oh yeah. So,
0: that's like the Reese's cups, but like the double stuffed Reese's cups. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's like, you know, oh yeah, you get a little tiny bit of chocolate. You get a lot of yeah. bit of
3: peanut butter. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm sitting here. You know what the funny thing is? Is like I'm looking at the different like flavors that are supposed to be in here. And all I'm getting is peanut butter. <laughs> like, that's all you can really that's get. All I guess. It's sitting here, it's like stout brewed with coffee, <sighs> vanilla, peanut butter, and lactose. And I'm like, I just smell peanut yeah, butter. Yeah, I now. don't know why
0: they put peanut butter as the third ingredient. Yeah, it should, that, that should have been the butter, number one. More peanut, peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> maybe some coffee, vanilla, and yeah. some lactose.
3: That's literally like, it's, it's like you take a jar of Jif, <laughs> we throw in a coffee bean, <laughs> a vanilla bean, and go, there you go. There yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you go. <laughs> But uh, I can definitely just the aroma. We haven't we haven't tasted it yet, so I don't. So know. I can
0: de- definitely pull the the lactose from it, but it's yeah. it's really hard because
2: peanut you get butter this, is the so peanut good. butter, you get yeah. the
0: peanut butter sugar smell, but yeah. and the, on the back end of that, you also kind of get that lactose sugar kind of smell as well
3: you know that, that's the thing though is like peanut butter is one of those smells it's one of those aromas it's so overpowering even oh, in the yeah. most minute yeah. amounts
0: well and it's so distinct too yeah like,
3: everyone immediately you're like peanut like, butter you can be yeah.
0: completely blind hold up a spoonful of peanut butter to somebody's nose and they're like peanut butter. I don't know what that is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> peanut butter what yeah. What? do you need to trim my nails <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah as you can tell I've had dogs for a while <sighs>
3: Because like, that's the thing, too, is that you're right. I am actually, it's almost like a Reese's sort of deal. So that's yeah. why I'm thinking it's like the chocolatiness. Maybe that's actually kind of the coffee sort of side of the stout trying to come out. Sort yeah, of maybe. Uh, it's, with, it's, with the peanut butter. It's,
0: yeah. It has to be a combination of the vanilla, the coffee, and the lactose. Yeah. Uh, Just trying to play a part in there with the peanut butter, and the peanut butter is just like, no,
3: no, No, back off. This is my time. It's like the other the other aromas and flavors are like, no, I swear to God, we're in this, and peanut butter is like, bitch, back off. (laughs) (laughs) This is my show. This This is my stage. (laughs) stage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay, I'm ready to drink this. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers, gentlemen.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
2: Mmm.
0: All right, tell me what you think.
1: Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. What are you pulling? I'm pulling the coffee for sure. I taste that for sure.
0: Yep. That was the first thing that I pulled.
1: Exactly. Same here. Coffee. But now that I'm letting it sip, I kind of taste the peanut butter too. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of vanilla. I guess I like that sweet tone to it. Not mm-hmm. too sweet though. I like it. I like it a lot. I, l- I like you.
0: Mm. I know you're probably wanting to go back to the, you know, the brown ale, but.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: That one was pretty no, really good. the, um, I get the coffee right away, mm-hmm. and then immediately the coffee, like, is taken over by the peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the back end, very subtle, I'm getting the vanilla. Right? Yeah. 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 Um,
0: I would describe this as very roller coaster esque.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's because, it's, like, when you Because first... it's like coffee and then Ugh.
0: peanut butter. And then on the very back end, it just kind of like mellows out and then just.
3: You know what's weird vanilla, is all three of them together. Coast. I'm kind of getting sort of a um, like a cappuccino sort of thing.
1: Right. I was going to say that. It reminds me of like a cappuccino. Like almost. a
3: cappuccino. So, like, we were talking earlier, like the espresso yeah, sort of deal. This one I'm getting kind of like a
1: cappuccino. Mm hmm. So sort of feel too to, flavor cappuccino. You
0: want to know something very um, coincidental?
1: Huh.
3: I
0: actually had a Reese's mocha
3: <laughs> today. Yeah, tastes the same. <laughs> <laughs> this is giving me flashbacks <laughs> to this morning. By the way, you know your beer's good when it's giving you flashbacks to a coffee you had earlier. Right, you know, I, know. I mean, it's just
0: that the only- it is that subtle coffee. And then you pick up that very rhesus esque chocolate, peanut butter, yeah. vanilla sweetness. And then it just kind of rides out that sweetness. You know, mm-hmm. it, it dips down a little bit, but it does ride out that sweetness. It, what I will say is, I'm surprised this isn't as thick as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. I was field. thinking,
3: as soon as I smelled the peanut butter, I was like, I was expecting a lot thicker. A yeah. lot thicker uh I yes. was mostly uh
0: because of the sh- like the sweet smell of it yeah that.
3: i was like oh man this is gonna be thick it's gonna be drinking so like drinking syrup
0: that gave me flashbacks to the uh you know children of loki that we had last episode <laughs> like, oh god oh yeah, yeah the only
3: the only criticism i have on this is i feel like the peanut butter is too much I can peanut. see that. I just personally, I feel the peanut butter. You gotta like peanut butter for this one, yeah. And don't I get me mean, wrong, I love peanut butter. But that being said, it's just when it comes to a stout, it's like too I much. was. I'm not gonna lie. I was really hoping for more of the coffee. Yeah. That's that's the, that's that. And I think the peanut butter just kind of overpowers it. My, That's my personal take on it. Um, I mean, it's still it's a very good beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would certainly drink one. Yeah. Um. I actually think that this is a pretty solid actual fall beer. To be yeah. honest,
2: yeah.
3: Uh, I, my only, again, my only criticism is I was kind of wanting more of the coffee flavor. Yeah, and uh, I think peanut butter just, just overtook it. Yeah, I think there was in my personal opinion, just too much peanut butter. Yeah. But you run that- this is
0: definitely, like I said though, this is definitely one that like you can't just nonchalantly like peanut butter.
3: Yeah, no, you can't. You,
0: you can't just go into this well, thinking like, oh, it's a peanut butter stout. I no. like peanut butter. Like, no, you have to like peanut butter. Like peanut <laughs> well, butter. But, <laughs> yeah. Like have an unhealthy relationship with your like of peanut
3: butter. Yeah. Well, you know, like that's that's, <laughs> that's yeah, no, like that's the thing though, is like when you're talking peanut butter porters, peanut butter stouts, peanut butter anything as far as beer is concerned. It is so easy to have so much peanut butter to where
1: it's overwhelming. Yeah,
3: it, it just overwhelms the beer. Yeah. And it happens all the time. I've seen some of the best breweries make that same mistake where they do a peanut butter stout or a peanut butter porter and it's just too much. In this case, I I I that's what I think is the kind of situation here is the peanut butter is just a little too much um i wish i had a little bit more of the coffee chocolatey flavor to it yeah that being said peanut butter anything it is such a hard deal to do because it's so easy to do yeah. it i mean you're talking i mean like think of it this way like think of it like you're sitting here trying to brew this cappuccino right you got the vanilla you got the, the roast of the coffee maybe a little bit of chocolate in there something like that and you use a teaspoon of peanut butter that teaspoon's probably in, right there is probably going to overwhelm that yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how it is with brewing as well. And it's, it's a balancing act. It's like, how do I get the peanut butter flavor and aroma in there without without it taking over everything. And it's, it's a really difficult task to do. I haven't seen many places actually succeed on it, to be honest. Um, yeah. But people love it. I mean, again, like you said, you got to love peanut butter. Yeah. To really enjoy it. And luckily I love peanut butter. I just, yeah. And, you know, I mean that—that's yeah. my stance on it. But. Great
0: beer would not—I—I I, I, so I agree, and I'll say this: great beer would not be one that I would go for if I had a very vast majority of choosing of other stouts. Yeah. Let's put it this way: which I, you've seen my beer fridge, I have a vast majority of other stouts. So yeah, like. It's okay that I had only one of these. <coughs> yeah. no, and and It was nice to share, and I'm glad that you were able to experience it, and I'm, I'm hopeful that you like yeah, it. Oh, I'm,
3: and, I love it. And I'm, right. not, I'm, <laughs> I'm not knocking it. This, to me, is a great dessert beer. Oh, yeah. yeah it's favorites. a great dessert beer in the wintertime. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. You I know. could see myself cracking this out. Um, actually, <laughs> strangely enough, I could see myself drinking this while enjoying a s'mores.
3: I can see that. Yes, I can see. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. That graham cracker with the toast with the roasted marshmallow and the just because like
0: I feel like it would take something like a s'mores to overpower the The, sweetness and the peanut butter taste of this. Yeah, you know, because I mean, you do. You get you get a very uh, light hint of coffee. You get a major hit of peanut butter and an accompaniment of chocolate. You know what's and weird? And so, if you take a s'mores and a chocolate and yeah. some graham cracker, which you know, graham cracker has sugar, chocolate, duh, <laughs> and then s'mores, even yeah. more duh, you know, double yeah.
3: duh. You know what's funny? Um, so you know how you you know like you could have like an Irish coffee, yeah, which is a like coffee with Kahlua, you yeah. Know? Um, I would almost actually instead of Kahlua do a coffee and then just pour that with it that actually yeah. probably would go really you know well with mean? it yeah
0: just to kind of boost that just to kind of boost coffee the coffee
3: flavor. just flavor. to boost the coffee flavor just get like a cup of black coffee pour a little bit of this in there instead of Kahlua oh yeah and it would actually probably yeah. then it would be perfectly
1: oh
0: yeah balanced. but and that's why I said like it it gave me flashbacks of the Reese's Mode right that I had this morning yep um, you know that one was hot, but this one's cold. Duh. Yeah, but you know, I mean, <laughs> that you can being do said, it warms warm. up. <laughs> yeah, you can do this one warm, but but yeah, it's, it does play very nicely together. It's just a little bit too much peanut butter, and and I've seen that with a, like you said, quite a few yeah. breweries. It's very hard to play with peanut butter in a well, beer experiment. Um, I, the one that I've seen is uh, there have been a couple of like peanut butter, jelly beers. Yeah. And they try, but okay. <laughs> the, the jelly just, it, it doesn't have enough to be like, Hey, I'm here too. Cause that when you you're know, talking, peanut butter just socks it in the face. Cause that's, the, like, cause nah, that's nah, when here. you do like
3: a PB and J, you basically want a mix of peanut butter with sort of some type of like grapey or fruitiness through it. And the problem is, is in order to get the proper amount of fruitiness to mash, mesh well with the peanut butter, you almost have to just beat the crap out of it. It's just, just over uh, uh, overdo it with the the fruitiness. Yeah. And, um, and at that point it's like, why even have malt? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Why even have malt? Uh, You know, it's kind of like we were talking, I think last, last episode we were talking about pumpkin beers. Yeah. Or any type of like Oktoberfest beers, spices, yeah. Um to, unfortunately, you know, a lot of breweries will sit there and try a, a pumpkin beer. They'll try to do like a Oktoberfest beer which you have a lot of spices, but the problem is is so many different brewers will they'll go over the top with the spices to where like the nutmeg and the cinnamon and all that sort of stuff to where it's cuz it, spices and in the malt are supposed to really work harmoniously. It's almost like this beautiful marriage between the two. And um, if you go too heavy on one or the other, it's just going to overpower. And unfortunately, peanut butter, anything. Like I said, peanut butter, stout peanut butter, porters, a little bit goes a super long way as far as peanut butter is concerned. So you want to do another? (laughs) It's a Festivus. (laughs) Bonus. So, and <laughs> off with the Festivus. And on to the Festivus. I, I, for the Festivus. I wasn't
0: gonna showcase it because I wanted to save it for another episode, but
3: Since you know, we're having a good time. We're only an hour and nineteen minutes in. The only thing that I'm concerned about is after that peanut butter stout, I kind of want to get a different glass. But I mean, we you can. know what? No, it's
1: yeah, It'll it'll go. It'll go. I th- I think it'll go. I have it'll faith go. in the Festivus. <laughs> it'll go. For best Festivus.
0: Festivus for the of us, for the rest Festivus. of us. Yes, yes. So um, yeah, <laughs> the reason I pulled that out there is because uh, Black Raven Brewery is probably not even properly. I'm just gonna flat out say it. Yeah. Black Raven Brewing is my absolute favorite brewery <laughs> on the planet Earth. Um, I have never had a bad beer from them. I've never had a bad uh, a beer that has even reached you know. Mid level on my list doesn't matter the style. Um, I love uh, the Coco Jones, which is a coconut porter. Oh, I love the, the Kitty Cat Blues. I love a Festivus, Feather Weather, Grandfather Raisin, uh, Great Grandfather Raven, the Trickster, Trickster, uh, Beak Tweaker. Yeah, c- yeah, Citrus IPAs, regular IPAs. Trickster, trickster. I absolutely like if there was if a- you ask me, like, oh, yeah, give me your top three for every style of beer that there is I guarantee you Black Raven is gonna be in the top three for every well, single style so, of beer that I have
3: so before uh, before uh, I think it was um was it, is it Bodhi 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 Hoffa uh Bo? Bodhi Hoffa I think it's yeah. uh, from, okay, from yeah, Georgetown yeah, yeah. Brewing yeah um so before Bodhi Hoffa came out um Trickster IPA was like the gold star standard IPA. If you were trying to do an IPA, you were trying to either be as good as or beat Trickster because Trickster was the gold star standard. Then Bodie Hoffa or Bodie Hoffa came out, Mm -hmm. and then that one kind of overtook Trickster. That being said, if you're talking Washington IPAs, Bodie, Trickster, maybe a little bit of back and forth they're like the top 2 yes. as far as just general wat like wa- like west coast IPAs are concerned yeah. they're the top 2
0: like i'm i'm scrolling through their <coughs> beer folio right now just you know cuz i i'm, I'm going to do the overview for them i figure what the hell why not and like from the top of the list all the way down like coconut joe or coco jones coconut porter had it banger <laughs> <laughs> Featherweather coffee stout had it banger festivus holiday ale had it banger flocktoberfest banger <laughs> like grandfather raven great-grandfather raven uh imperial stouts and great-grandfather raven if you can get your hands on a great-grandfather raven do it get it enjoy it share it with friends phenomenal if i had one i would have broken it out and i would have let you try some of it <laughs> awesome kitty cat blues blueberry pale ale oh mm-hmm. like the, the, so the crazy thing about the kitty cat blues was that was actually um uh, one of the beers that brought todd had brought yep because sb likes it his wife likes it yep and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, have you ever tried- had this?" And I was like, "No, I, I barely oh, cat had." Blues? Yeah, I was like, "I barely had any craft it beers." It is and like, so I- good. I was walking around the party drinking Rainier and Bud Light, <laughs> so- and he's asking hey, me man. like, "You ever had a kitty cat blues?" And I'm like,
3: "Hey man, no, I don't even know what that is." Don't 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 downplay some vitamin R. <laughs> vitamin R, man, they're the get you some Ron-Yay. say you- like. We talk up craft brewing, but that being <laughs> said, I'm telling you right now, I you go around and ask all these head brewers and craft brewers out there. Hey, what do you go home and what do you relax with when you get home? I guarantee you, almost every single yep. one of them will be like Ranye, PBR, <laughs> Coors Light, right? like the banquet Coors. You know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, they'll, they'll, there's a reason why those beers are have been around as long as they have, and it's because they oh, are yeah. solid, they're consistent, and they're good. Yeah they are they're good talk all the crap you want they're, they're good they beers.
0: so so good you know you
3: got crap brewers that have been doing this for 20 years or something like that and they'll be like yeah i go home and i i have a case of, of rainier that i use when i'm mowing the yard <laughs> right? you know yeah <laughs> so
0: so all right so i'll talk a little bit about the brewery here Um, For Black Raven, we brew on a 30-barrel system in Woodenville and a 15-barrel system in Redmond. Our annual production capacity is currently 15,000 barrels, but the brewery is constantly growing to keep up with our hearty appetite for delicious craft beer. Like, 15,000 barrels.
1: I know, damn. (laughs) This is... uh. You know what the funny thing like is? Like the
0: last couple that we talked about, they were talking about like what seven yeah. barrels and five barrels and stuff like that. Like the five, five barrels. They systems, have a seven thirty barrel, barrel in Woodenville and a fifteen barrel in Redmond.
3: And you know what the funny thing is? So fifteen thousand a year. Yeah, that's not even. I think that's maybe top five. Yeah, but it's not. It's it's not even at the top of the list. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they're, they're, they're a, I think there's at least three or four of the breweries that, oh, yeah. that do more than them. Yeah, but I mean, that, there, that, there's a,
0: there's a lot bigger, you know, yeah. companies out there. And then, of course, you know, you go into the realm of big beer and like astronomical barrels. So brewing philosophy yeah. as beer lovers ourselves, our mission is simple. Brew beer that we want to drink. We do not limit ourselves to style guidelines or how we <laughs> should brew beer. Uh, we brew it uh, our way and hope enough folks like it because we cannot drink it all even though we've tried sometimes. <laughs> I'm here. I'm just saying. If you want an experiment, I'm here. I'll give you my phone number. I'm not hey, that far. I'm up in Marysville. I can drive I believe, 45 minutes.
3: I believe the owner, I think his name's Bo. Uh, yes. Hey, Bo. <laughs> Yeah. We'll talk. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. You don't even have to sponsor me. I don't even care. I'll pay for it. <laughs> He'll pay for the beer. Just hey. Yeah. So check out what we do every day here at Raven. Uh and they have a selection of uh photo slides here. And then uh Woodenville Brewery, the mothership. Our Woodenville Brewery is our main production brewery that is responsible for the vast majority of the beer we brew. Our four-vessel, thirty-barrel ha- brew house was custom built to our specifications, as it is and is truly state of the art. Um, you and I have actually been to the Windmill one.
3: Uh, we have been to the one. I've also been to the Redmond one. Well, I yeah, I haven't been to the Redmond. I've only been. To I've the been room. to the well. The, the, uh, the Redmond one. The Redmond one. Well, I'll tell you this much: the Redmond one's tap room is nice. Yeah, <laughs> the Windmill one is is. Now, beautiful the Woodville well. one's beautiful, but uh, uh, just saying as far as style, because the Redmond one, obviously, because it's a bigger system. Right. Um, it's so much more spacious, but, yeah, they got they got some nice, Flip. nice. What?
0: Woodville is the 30 barrel. Redmond's the 15.
3: Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh,
0: that's yeah. right. Yeah, so that's I believe right. they're I believe <laughs> – That's and I'm right. I'm sure if we read into this, but I believe the oh, yeah. Redman one is their experimental area.
3: Yeah, so the in the Redmond one, I think I, – I, I just know I've been to both – um personally i like the tap room better at the redmond one but that being said Woodenville is nice too
0: yeah it's so nice. here we go they go into experiments collaborations and wacky ideas <laughs> we never know when inspiration will strike and we account for that with special projects sometimes an idea is too fresh or new to put into regular production and that's when the redmond brewery oh, is rough. called in action many of these small run projects live only in our tap two tap rooms who knows one or two might turn into a larger release and move to the woodenville brewery um, and then their last section here is strive for excellence uh, with a full-time lab program in-house we aim to send you our beer in the best shape possible we fully disclose the date of filling your beer or your bottles cans and kegs no secret code to hide behind we put it out there for you to see and like everything that encompasses Black Raven is, is why I love them so much they're like it's I can't pinpoint it I can't just yep. be like well this one reason like no it is just if the one reason would be because they're Black Raven Yeah, like they're just phenomenal like I they, absolutely they are, love they, them they, they I try were. not to push my love on to anyone else I'll let everybody else make their decision, but you know,
3: I might well, influence a little bit. I've had I've had quite, I've had I've had quite a few Black Raven beers, and I've yet to have a Black Raven beer that I do not like. Yeah, um, a lot. yeah it's just, it's, they're they're <laughs> very solid. They're, they're That being said, uh, you know, like I said, I mean, I know Bo is very he is very high standards. You know, the owner of Black Raven Brewery, yeah. and um, they just do such good work there. I mean, they, yeah, they took off. He, you know, he he went and started up Black Raven and they just took off right away. Yeah. I mean the guy just did solid work and um Yeah. I, I can't it's good stuff. I so. can't
0: speak highly enough for Black Raven. Yeah. I don't know if they'll ever see our little baby YouTube channel. I hope they do. Yeah. Because I will <laughs> I will praise you all day, every day.
3: Hey Bo. <laughs> I think you got yourself a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I won't say stalker. Fan slash stalker.
0: Whatever. (laughs) I know where your tap room is. (laughs) So with that being said, we'll go into the Festivus Holiday Ale. (laughs) 2011 Washington Winter Beer Festival, People's Choice, um, Saturday first place. I don't know what Saturday has to do with anything, but whatever. (laughs) The Festivus is our annual holiday beer. Brewed in the holiday spirit with cranberries, various citrus, peel fruit, and a brewer's secret blend of spices, what better beer to enjoy while airing your grievances and performing your feats of strength? We know of none. Release annually in the fall. It is 7.1% ABV, 45 on the IBU scale. Uh, malts, they use two-row barley, Cara rye, and then hops is nugget, Chinook, Palisade, Simcoe, and Centennial. Mm. I swear to God, the more I drink, the better I get at reading.
3: (laughs) Well, you know what the funny thing is? I'm not getting citrusy, but I am definitely getting the spices. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You
1: can smell it. Yeah. You can can smell
3: it.
0: And I mean, spot on holiday spices.
1: Oh, Oh, yeah. 100%. This this gets you in the the holiday mood. (laughs) Yeah. Cinnamon,
0: like that sugary cinnamon and um, the cloves. Nutmeg cloves. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, See, that's what I was getting was the cloves. I I can smell the cloves. Clearly. yeah. yeah. I mean, I I. and as you can tell, if you I don't I don't know if anyone can see it, but yeah, it's basically for most part it's kind of gold, but there is kind of like a cranberry reddish sort of hue yeah. to it. Yeah, you know you know it's got a distinctive red color.
0: If I can see it, yeah, being <laughs> colorblind. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, on the smell, like we said, um, it does have a little bit of a caramel smell to it. Uh, yeah, you definitely can pull those uh, spices that are used. See, yeah.
3: See, I'm getting the spices. I'm getting the cloves. Mm-hmm. Um, so you
0: know, good. So good. Uh, I would almost say that those would be spices that you would put on top of like an eggnog. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, very, very distinct. 100%. Very mm-hmm. distinct holiday spices. So, uh, yeah. This will be our final beer. Cheers, brothers!
1: Cheers! Cheers! Let's drink. Salute! Mm. Ah, yeah. You can taste all the spices in it. Mm. Yeah,
3: there's mm. the spices. There's the cranberry. Oh yeah, that malty goodness. What a great beer! Yeah, what great. a great, great beer. Like I said,
0: I was gonna save that, but I mean, I just couldn't help myself.
3: It tastes like fall. <laughs>
0: I do have another one down here, but we're not even going to get into that. That's for
3: off air. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this, yeah. I mean, that's so good. Yeah.
0: Ooh. I know you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, this time it's a little bit colder because obviously we're out in the shop and it's a little bit colder out here. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you still, still like so, it?
1: Oh, I love it. I love the spices to it. I love just everything about it. I love how, like, it's not too rough. It's not, you know, n- none of the none of the ingredients are in it. It's just overpowering, you know. It's all oh, yeah. perfectly oh, yeah. blended. It's it's perfect. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah.
3: no, and the mouthfeel is perfect for yes. it too. It's not it's not too smooth, but it's also not too crisp. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect in between. Yeah. Um, it's a great yeah. holiday beer. It really it's got is. Got some really sweetness.
0: Is. Got some spiciness to it. This is I mean, this is just.
3: This is say what you want. Call me an alcoholic. This is getting up on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch. You know, well, well, well. Someone else is like getting the coffee, and the kids are opening presents. You pop this open, you're like, oh yeah, there's that holiday cheer. <laughs> yeah, there's that holiday Brandon, cheer.
0: Brandon, do you need a coffee? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good, sweetie. I'm good. <laughs> i got i got it covered
3: where did you get coffee already that's, that's what you said it was coffee that's what you're sitting here like when are your in-laws or when are your parents coming over yeah yeah that yeah. soon yeah. yeah let me finish this quick <laughs> no oh. solid so i mean it, it really is this is like a a waking up on like a christmas eve dinner yeah. you know christmas dinner sort of sort of beer and uh having the kids like opening yeah. up gifts and stuff like to so me in it's like, perfect holiday with, beer.
0: With it being a festivist, with it being a very um, a, a very blatant like holiday beer, something that you would have with family, you know, stuff like that. You would enjoy with family and friends. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Last year I bought probably too many of these. <laughs> More than twelve, less than twenty. But um uh yeah, like Thanksgiving.
3: Yep. Yep. This is That's the Thanksgiving all
0: <laughs> I drank Ugh. the entire Thanksgiving day. Yep. Was I... just Festivus. and like it just brought me back to an era that I'd never been to before. It it brought me back to like that 50s style like big family Thanksgiving. Yep. Where just like you got aunts and uncles and cousins and and just a bunch of people that you haven't seen before around a great big table. And, like, you just enjoy the moment.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep. And, like, that I want a weird neighbor that you right. don't really know, but it's, like, he's <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And, you know, like, and yeah, coming from a family, <laughs> like, my family especially, I don't know about your guys, but we we kind of just envelop people. Into our family, like yeah, we, mine does the same. We thing. are same. very, very embracing, <laughs> mine, and like we have a bunch of people. Like I have people that I've called aunt, yeah, or uncle that have no relation to me, yep. absolutely so, my, whatsoever, <laughs> my, but they've been around since I was <laughs> born.
3: Yeah, my mother's so, one of those. Every holiday, like every Thanksgiving or every, you know, every Christmas. She'll always like reach out, and especially for me coming from a military family where my brother and I and my father all three my mom as my mom put it, she goes, We would have Thanksgiving or Christmas dinners, and she's like, I'd have you boys opening gifts while your dad and like 10 of his buddies are all sitting around enjoying Christmas dinner or whatever, you know. And so like that, she would always just she's always been that way, even as even till this day, she's like, Oh, yeah, bring all your friends, yeah. You know, everyone's welcome. And so it's like, she's got no problem. You just got to give her a heads up so she knows how much turkey to buy. Yeah. Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> Buying a 30 pound turkey.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> God, we need a heavier duty table. We're going to start cooking this the day before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she buys out stock and all the potatoes and all the stuff. The yeah. store's just like, ah, crap, here she comes again. Oh, God.
1: Here, here's that pickler lady. God. <laughs>
0: All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, did you have a good time?
1: Oh, I had a great time here.
0: Awesome. Did you learn lots?
1: Yes, learned quite awesome. a bit. There's so much more to learn awesome. too. Oh, I man. know.
0: Yeah, you're you're just
1: barely you're just
0: it. starting. Yeah, uh, you you've hit the tip of the iceberg,
3: and I, I can say you that right it. now. I'll tell you this much: never be afraid to at least try a beer.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it and it doesn't even have to be a craft beer. Like we showcase craft beer because we love. The craft beer industry. Brandon so much, he works in the craft beer industry. Me, I just, I, I can't get enough. It, there's always something new to try. There is always a new brewery to find. There's always a new beer to just, you know, look into, find the overviews for, find the backstory with. The everything. stories
3: alone are so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And,
0: and it's just, it is, it's, it's just fun.
3: Yeah.
0: It, it's a hobby. And uh, if I could make this into a career, awesome. If not, I'm having a hell of a time (laughs) drinking beers with friends, drinking beers with, you know, family and uh, just exploring going on brew ventures. So awesome
3: times. Thank you
0: guys for joining us. Uh, Brandon, Daniel, thank you guys for, for, you know, Another awesome Yep. Thank awesome you for having awesome us. Podcast.
3: Thank you for joining us. Yep. So uh,
0: I will sign off with the typical stay safe out there. Please support your independent craft brewers. And uh, we will see you next time for the Brewlog or the Tap Taproom Table podcast. Cheers. So have a great night, everybody. Peace.